Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Bill, Brown and Jar. The BGE Radio. We've got a great guest joining us on the telephone. We are going to go to the telephones. And uh, Andrew, welcome to the broadcast. How are you, sir? I'm very good, and I'm very much looking forward to a very lively and interesting talk. Yes, indeed. Now, uh, first of all, give us a little bit on your background, Andrew. Tell us about yourself. Okay, I am. I have a law degree, but in addition, I have an MDiv from Princeton Seminary. I'm a member of the Lutheran Church, and at one time I was a part-time pastor, and I have written 10 books. Some of them are Christian books. Some are legal, and I have four more books in process, three Christian, and um, I, uh, I want to say that I, uh, as a person, I adhere to what I think is the historical Christian faith, which is articulated in the Apostles' Creed. Yes. And I'm not, I'm not about to change my views in that respect, ever. Mm. That's it. Fantastic. Now, uh, your books are incredibly well written. Talk to me a little bit about your books. Uh, the books are the books are essays on the Christian worldview, uh, published by Hamilton Books. And this book, as well as essays on faith, culture, politics, and philosophy, handles various issues connected. Some of the issues are political. Some are Christian. For example, I do, for example, one thing I handle in the books is the issue of abortion. And I explain that um, the issue of abortion is a has been misinterpreted by the left, I think. Uh, the issue is the value of a person for Christians and for other people, maybe Jewish or other groups. I don't know. I can only speak for what I believe in. Uh, we, we, we say that every person from the beginning point to the very second, last second of their life has value. And the value that, that God places is so great on us that he will take a repentance in the last second of our lives. We have uh, got That is, I yes, think that's a very significant ahead. point. Uh, that's one thing I handle. I also handle a issue of, uh, some some religious groups in our society, some are church groups or some are not, will pick and choose their their doctrines, their thoughts. For example, they may, uh, I think there's a group of a more liberal-minded people that may be very concerned about um, social action, about uh, helping poor people, and that, that is a Christian doctrine. There's no, no question about it. Jesus identifies significantly with the poor and had a concern for them. As a matter of fact, the people that followed him were, were poor and underclass people, as well as the disciples. One was a tax collector, a couple were fishermen. 
They weren't exactly the wealthy top people in the system at that time. But nevertheless, she chose them, okay? So, um, uh, as I said, people will pick and choose. They will be for, I think, perhaps more, one of our liberal people will be very concerned about poverty and and they will even extend that to people coming here illegally or not legally and being concerned about them in some sense. But they will not extend that to abortion, say, and and gay marriage, which are which I believe uh, that uh, the uh, the Christian faith is not in favor of. I don't think so. Uh, there are a number of I have to say. Uh, there are a number. Can I call you, Jim? You, whichever, my friend. You're the guest. Keep talking, my friend. Tell us all about it. Uh, the, um, for example, the matter of uh, of gay marriage. Uh, uh, obviously, uh, I don't think there's any issue in the Bible. It's in Leviticus uh, chapter 19, and uh, as well as uh, in the epistles of Paul, uh, that. Um, Homosexuality is a, not an acceptable behavior pattern. Uh, so we Christians can't really uh, go along with gay marriage. I have nothing against gay people. I don't hate anybody, Jim. I mean, I have no hostility to any group, but I'm not about to throw away my faith for the sake of some political correctness. I'm not going to do that. I'm sorry, you know, that I uh, will, uh, I believe, that um, gay marriage is a, to me, it's something that's not acceptable on a moral basis. But however, I, I don't have anything against gay people. I'm sure God loves them. He, he sent Jesus to save them as he sent them to save everybody else. And so I have every concern and love for them. But I simply am not prepared to, to endorse this lifestyle on a moral basis. It's not that I dislike them. I don't dislike them. I don't have any hostility or hatred to anyone, but I mean it is clear the 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 Bible is quite clear on this issue, and I'm not prepared to read out of it to be modern and secular and to be frankly to be frankly to be politically correct. I mean, so the book handles those issues, among others, and uh, um, I I hope that your readers will perhaps. Uh, Take a look at the books, Essays on the Christian Worldview. Had a very wide uh, sales all over the world uh, and many, many, many major universities, as well as Essays on Faith, Culture, Politics, and Philosophy. I also recently wrote a book on the parables, which has recently been published, and I'm working on a book on the Psalms and miracles, so, and the sayings of Christ uh, in the um, New Testament. So I would hope they will uh, enlighten people. Uh, And I also do a lot of, uh, as you know, I have a podcast show, which has a Christian orientation. And I also have uh, another radio show, a blog talk radio show. I have other guests on these shows. As I say, Jim, I have no, I don't mind people that disagree with me. I'm willing to discuss it and hear them and listen to them and not necessarily reject their positions outright. But... Um, I have the on um, the uncertain uncertain issues. I'm not prepared to alter what I said. Is, I think is the true faith. I'm, I'm not going to do that, you know. So, and let me say this, Jim. 
This is I, I recently wrote a blog why Bible reading should be restored to the schools. And I got a huge response. A lot of people were very, very angry at this suggestion, Jim. They were not happy with it. They said we should have, we have all kinds of religions and we should give them equal value. And that may be so. We live in a multicultural society. But um, the, the words of the Bible, whether you believe them or not, you don't have to believe the religious truth of the Bible to understand that the Bible contains extremely significant thoughts and ideas. Let me give you some examples. For example, in the second chapter of Genesis is the Garden of Eden story. Now, many people say, people have said to me the Bible is myths. People who are not, do not share my religious faith are probably yours. And I'm, that's fine. They want to say that. But take a look at that story. That is God telling us in that story how evil and sin came into the world. And obviously, this is a very, very twisted and corrupt world, Jim. Uh, it's not that I, uh, I'm negative, but I think it's a realistic assessment. This is a world very much involved and, 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 and full of sin. That's it. It's a fact. There have been six genocides in the 20th century. If you're not telling me that that isn't sin, then maybe I, maybe I ought to uh, uh, go to another planet or something, you know. So uh, the Garden of Eden story, to me, uh, a, a young person, if they are exposed to that narrative in the second chapter of Genesis, that will inform, that is God's way of telling us something went wrong. And what went wrong at some point that at a point which was outside of human history at this point, our first parents, we're told our first parents, were tempted and fell because of their pride. They, 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 we are told in that narrative that the snake in the form of Satan told them they'd be like gods. He appealed to their pride and brought our entire society and world down on that basis. So that to know that story is to understand something, is to understand the depth of what, that something went wrong, and there is something wrong in the world. That's it. Frankly, Jim, I don't know how you feel. It's, it's recent. To me, when a young person is exposed to that particular explanation for how sin and evil and wickedness came into the world, how death came into the world, that's the, they, gonna, they are going to have a glimmer of that's of the truth in my opinion okay let me give you another example uh, in the Bible uh, it was said of Jesus who is this man that eats with publicans and publicans and sinners they couldn't understand that the Son of God and that he he is the Son of God he's God incarnate would choose to be with frankly unfortunately where our society would define as lower-class people. I don't see people that way. I don't believe in class demarcations, but he was criticized. They couldn't understand how this man could associate with that garbage, frankly, to put it that way. Okay? Uh, so uh, Jesus had a significant identification with poverty and the poor. He says the poor in spirit are blessed. He says the poor are blessed. He makes no bones about it. 
He says, and our young people, if they are allowed to have Bible reading in the schools, and maybe in their families they may not have access to Bibles, I don't know what their culture is, and I'm not denigrating anybody, any other religious faith, but those statements, which I just told you, in the Garden of Eden story, and the poor being blessed, these are statements that are irreplaceable. They are the beginning of wisdom. They are the beginning of our understanding what's going on and what's important in this world. And yes, I support Bible reading in the schools for the reason I said that it brings young people to, they don't have to believe it. Nobody's got to believe anything, Jim. But in, in the Bible, they will be exposed, if they hear it, to things they will never hear anywhere else. That's my view. We are continuing on here. I'm Bill Grown and Joy. Andrew, keep talking, my friend. Tell us all about it. Okay. Uh, I gave you my views, some of my views, which I, they are not based. First of all, as you know, uh, the left, I think, the left-wing ideology will not correctly state what I just articulated. Uh, I'd like to move, move on to something else. Uh, what I, I am a personally... I, I believe I am a backer of the policies of President Trump. And again, he is painted as racist, as evil, as uncompassionate, as unloving. And the basis of this, they will say, are we on? Andrew, keep talking. Uh, he is enforcing the law, Jim. He is these, when a person, we cannot have a society, it's an outrage to even suggest it. Are you there? We've got you, my friend. Okay. So we're, 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 we're listening to you talk, Andrew. So if okay. you, you need to... He is not racist. <laughs> He's not evil. He's not uncompassionate, and I suggest that uh, the the approach of the left-wing ideology in this respect is incorrect. We should reserve, there are plenty of poor American people. They're all over the country. They're in Missouri, they're in Kansas, they're in Brooklyn, they're in the Bronx. There are 45 million poor Americans on food stamps. They deserve our consideration. They deserve our help. They deserve to be considered, and are my left, my liberal friends, who I respect and love, as I do the Jesus commands us to love our enemies, and any who we have contact with, they're not enemies, we just have a genuine opinion, but nevertheless, um, our concern should be for our citizens legally here, probably many of whom are struggling economically. As I mentioned, Jim, there are 45 million legal American citizens on food stamps. And let me say something else. By, by taking the position that a person illegally here has some kind of right to be here, has some kind of uh, a, a legal right to be here, is an intellectual rage. They are really trying, what they are trying to do, and I say this with all due respect, and I have no hostility to anybody who differs from me, it's okay. The world is full of different people, but they are trying to eradicate the idea of citizenship and replace it by, you come here, you get, you get rights. 
And not only do you get rights coming here legally or illegally, mostly illegally are the ones they seem to be concerned about. They not only should they say they should have rights, but they should get medical care, they should get employment, they should get um, all kinds of benefits. And really what's happening here, Jim, is that our country is being transferred, transformed into a society where you don't have to be a citizen, you, you can just walk in and you're going to be taken in. There was a time, you correct me if I'm wrong, when people wanted to come here through Ellis Island, and many hundred, many thousands of people did so, I believe they had to take a test. Am I, am I right or wrong? I believe so, I believe so. And they had to be, uh, they had to speak English? There was a test, an English-speaking test? I believe test. so, yes. So, uh, but now they just want to have people come in. Look, I mean, uh, and they tell us, and we are told, uh, our society is told, if you don't want these people taking illegal advantage of our society, you're cruel, you're inhumane, etc. The reality is, Jim, in my opinion, the people who do this know they're coming here illegally. They know that, and they come with their kids, and maybe even have a kid and get pregnant while they're here. And they are not really, it is not that we should lack compassion for them, but the reality is we are being manipulated by people coming here illegally. We are being told they should be here, they have a right to be here. Also, another thing, they say they fill jobs that no one else takes. What's the proof of that? I'm sure there are plenty of poor Americans, struggling Americans, that would take those jobs. That's not true. I don't think so. And also another thing, let me tell you something else, Jim. At one point, some years ago, there was a movement, they, the certain elements in our society said that, um, that uh, tech engineers, engineers, we, we, we had to have the talent, we didn't have enough talent, we had to bring in Indian and uh, engineers. And uh, they said we didn't have enough talent to fill those jobs. That's nonsense. There are plenty of American engineers perfectly talented to hold those positions. Talent is, not, is, is equally distributed everywhere. It's not particularly more of it in India than other places. That was, frankly, Mr. Lowe, that was nonsense. We have got a great uh, guest. convince me that, um, yes. that, that the American people are not smart enough and competent enough to fill those positions. Well, would you like to ask me any questions? Yes, uh, yes, 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 yes. The, uh, and how we get in touch with you and pick up your books and everything else. Tell us about okay, that. Okay, uh, sh- the, the website is Shatkin, S-C-H-A-T-K-I-N, show.com. Again, Shatkin, S-C-H-A-T-K-I-N, show.com. You'll find all my books on that website. Let me tell you, let me say something, Jim. I'm not, I'm not trying to, to take up a, a cudgel, so to speak, for right-wing beliefs or opinions. Some of them I agree with, some not. I do believe that Jesus commands us to be of concern for poor. I'm not about to alter that position as a Christian. But all I'm saying, I'm saying to people on these issues, I'm saying, will you please take a, use, be, at least make an effort to engage in intellectual honesty. That's all I'm asking. 
What well, I say is, uh, what I'm trying to say is, is intellectually honest. I believe abortion is evil because it takes a person's life and puts it into a garbage can. And I believe it's bad because I put a value on every single person from the very beginning of their lives to the end of their lives. I'm not about to take away an elderly person on euthanasia because I find them of no value and use. I'm not about to reach the conclusion that humanity, in whatever form, should be thrown, frankly, should be thrown into a refuse can. I'm not taking that position. Yes. Well, uh, I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for coming on and being here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. Thank you, my friend. Thanks a lot. I enjoyed it. I appreciate it. There he goes. And we've got more coming up next week here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. Maybe my musical play. I gotta get to Grand Funk Railroad. I gotta get them on Grand Funk Railroad. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.